This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. I'm Jeff Stewart, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. All right. Thanks, Jeff. You sounded like really cool when you said it. Like I say it, I say it all weird. It sounds like I just, that's my normal talk, man. Man, you're just a cool guy. I'm going to have you have to introduce my podcast from forever. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Lifers. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like you've known me longer than I've known you because you probably knew me as a little child because you were friends with my uncle. I did. Yes. Um, which I would like to Still get into are. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to get into that because I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but first, uh, I always ask everyone, what what is something you are nerding out about recently? Uh, something that you're really into. Uh, the only thing is it can't be your job. So just something that that kind of you get away from your job. You, something to, that calms you and something that you just like to do. Or or some books or some movie series or something you're in. Anything anything you're into. Awesome. Um, right. Yeah. Are we talking? Are we on? Are we doing the podcast right now? We're right now. Are we man. No, this we, is it. This is like it. This is this it. Is it yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I thought we were just going over like the bullet points. The no, podcast. no. We're we are. Going. <laughs> we are. <laughs> well, let me get right to it then. Uh, so, I'm always doing. I, I make stuff all the time. You know, as a songwriter and. A visual artist or making my toy robots that I love to make. Um, but I also love, I started making those toy robots because I loved um, toys that we had that we were, when we were kids. Yeah. And since I was a kid, I've always collected, I've always loved Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. Like I've always played with cars since I was a kid, like since I can remember being a little kid. And then I started when I was a little kid collecting um, Corvettes specifically. And now I have a rather large collection of Corvettes specifically. And um, I love going to like um, antique malls okay. with, with my, with Kendra, with my uh, future wife, Kendra. And we love to go and she gets, she looks for old books and stuff. And I hunt for, for Corvettes, 164 scale. It doesn't have to be Hot Wheels or Matchbox. It can be like any of the, any brands of, of, of that, as long as they're the 164 scale. And I, I have a big, in front of me here in my office, in my den, I have a, a big wall. I make these shelves. I have a bunch of them on the walls and, you know, just they awesome. relax. It's like, um, it's a 99 cent um, car payment. I don't have to have, but I can have a bunch <laughs> of, you know. I don't know. I just love them, man. They just, they make me, they, I enjoy, they relax me, I suppose, you know? What, and um, what is, what was the fascination with shifting from, Hey, I like matchbox cars to, Hey, I just want to collect Corvettes. So I, I had, I've, I would cool my uncle, Steve, my, uh, my dad's brother, Steve, when we were kids, he came over and visited us, visited us, visited our home one time. He lived in California and he had a, um, as I remember it, he had a, a Corvette and I remember he pulled up and we were looking and he had those lights that kind of flipped. And I thought, oh, oh yeah. Just futuristically cool, you know, hot rod. And I'm probably like six or seven, you know? So uh, I thought it was a Corvette and I think I'm right. My dad thinks it might've been a different kind of car, but either way it was a Corvette to me. Sure. And I had some from being, a, and I just started digging them more and more. I, I, I liked the shape of them. I thought they were a cool rock and roll car. I liked the colors that they got painted in and, uh, I don't know. I just think that all the lines and just inspire me as even as an artist, I love looking at it. So we like to go to these, I was saying earlier about the antique malls. And yeah. You know, I'll just look around the corner and next thing you know, you'll see pinned next to an old oil can or something, you know, uh, a little bag of a Corvette. I'll say like a dollar 50 on it. Like, oh my, it's like treasure hunting for me. Yeah. Totally big stuff. But I, we, we went to the mommy antique mall. Um, on Saturday, we just we, we went had a meal and we went to do an outdoor hike and it was kind of rainy, you know. So we went and took an indoor hike at the mommy and I found like 18 Corvettes. So I was totally that's as nerdy as it gets, man. I'm you know. <laughs> Did you get them all? Well, 
or or, just, or or are you at the point now where you can filter through them like hey i have this one i have that one yeah i do that i okay. do have i filter through them you know and and i know what i have i don't want them to get doubles but if i do then it's okay yeah but um you know it's it's uh there's some of them that are more expensive than others. And I, I know I, at first when I started going to find an antique malls, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't tell Nobody can know about this. this is... <laughs> anyway, I'm like, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm going to get to that. We'll, we'll walk down son. You know, the old story about son, let's walk down or let's dad, let's run down yeah. the hill or no son, let's walk down the hill, that kind of thing. They're all going to be there. And I'm not going to ever have all of them. So there's like some people, some people have price, tag, price tags for like $15, $20. And I probably won't buy those too often. You know, it's like, I don't know, two bucks, five bucks is okay. I can do, sure. I got a job, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to be able to treat yourself. And that's what part of that question is. Like, like, what do you do? Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, some people watch TV and they like these particular series and some, you know, you're an adult and you treat yourself to something you really like. It is not like I sit around I never sit around here, you know, play with them. <laughs> I was, you know, I, when I first get them, I'll take them out of the package, but then they sit on my wall, like, yeah. you know, and hang out, you know, it, so I can enjoy them. Okay. His company. But when my little, um, we have a little um, brand dude, little, little Gio, and he just turned three. And he, if I'm a freak, this dude is the ultimate <laughs> car freak. He loves, I'm Jaja. Okay. Right, so All right. Jaja, he loves Jaja's. He loves his judge. I love this kid. And he loves cars more than I do. He's a freak, man. And he, uh, <laughs> he's going to definitely have this collection when, you know, yeah. when I'm locked on, you know, <laughs> so. well, well, that, that's a cool thing too. Like you, cause you can see there's a bunch of junk behind me. That's, you know, yeah. I say junk affectionately, but it's a lot of stuff. Uh, my dad accumulated when we would go to sporting events or he'd buy <laughs> this thing or that thing, or there's cups that we would gather uh, from random strangers drinking at a guardian's. Indian, well, Indians then guardians baseball game when I was seven mm -hmm. years old, you know, like all that stuff. And it's cool. And, you know, I like to look at it knowing that eventually my kids are going to have it. And if they want it cool and if not, or if they want to take stuff and sell it, whatever, but you know, it's, it's there for them for now. I get to look at it and, you know, just uh, remember like where it came from or my dad will come down here too. And he'll, he'll look at my shelf and be like, Oh, I remember when I, you know, we were at this place when I got this, or I, I got this one because I've never seen anything, a Tim Duncan rubber ducky before, you know, like, so, so all those cool little things. And, and just like that, like, and you probably appreciate it more now because you have a little grandson to like, man, th these are cool. And now every time you buy one, you're like, not only do I like it, but I know this is going to add to the collection that he can play with. It's extra cool now, man. Yeah. You know, it's like gravy on top of the, the butter on the potatoes now. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. It, it's great, man. There's, um, I think the collectibles, like you touched on, it's a member memory, uh, mm -hmm. could be from an experience, you know, like I travel, I've traveled a lot and here in our own country or which is so incredible to visit and explore. And, and I've done some stuff, uh, overseas, just hanging out, did some playing over there. And, but I like to get mementos from where I'm at and I keep them. I have a, behind me, um, there's a, a cabinet where I have my fish tank, which is also my other relaxing obsession which i okay. love to look at at the end of the night but in that cabinet there there's i keep all my mementos and knickknacks if you want what it, uh they all have stories from where they came from i don't remember them all now you know that yeah. sometimes they're a little bit mixed up but still i have them and you know like, what the hell am i going to do with them when i'm gone i don't know but maybe people would want them as gifts or something you know if somebody's interested or go ahead you know i don't know but yeah, i think yeah, that yeah. they remind you of something they remind you of times and it's it's a comfort thing i suppose um I don't know, man. You can't keep everything. No, you can't. No. And you don't and even and even with uh I even tell my parents, like, uh spend your money. Like we don't whatever it's your stuff. You earned it, you worked hard, you retired, and now enjoy life. Like we don't need anything when you're gone. We just want you to we want you to be happy now and enjoy now, you know. That's right, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like we said at the beginning, um, you you're friends with my uncle and but now by, yeah now by proxy you're friends with me now that i'm mm -hmm. a, an adult can you be can you be friends with a, a tiny little uh uh nephew of a friend of yours i don't know but. well dude we like i didn't i sung at your wedding or wait wait, wait a minute let's get to the straight what what was the deal there i played at a function a very important function for you. you yeah you played you played music um like during our like cocktail hour um, that's right so yes. your uncle is 
that's a separate issue now. Now you and I have, sure, we yeah. have our together. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've definitely known you since you were a very young dude. Um, your brother and I, she's looking back, it's been, we probably met each other. We've known each other longer, but really became really close. Um, it's been about 20 years, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, became, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say, I, I remember, um, because I look back at it now and the friends that I have, like, oh, that was that was my uncle and all of you guys. Like you had this friend group. And I remember going over when when uh, Jaime lived with, I think, Shane and Brad, they lived off of Heather Downs. I remember going over there and hanging out there and thinking, like, it's so cool to, like, hang out with these guys or or like we go to a bar. Uh, when I was like 17 and just watch you sing and I'm like man this is this is cool this is like adult stuff you know and 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 now that's how I feel now like hey we're we're all you know I'm 37 years old and 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 this is my group of friends and you know it's it's I hope like there's people that see us and like like look up to us the way like I looked up to you guys and you guys might not have all your shit together you know but as a, as a kid looking at you guys, it came off that way. And, and, you know, maybe you didn't think of it that way or whatever, but I was like, like, it was fun hanging out with you guys because they're like, oh, these are older guys. And they talk to me like, like I'm not 17 or 18 years old. They just talk to me like I'm, I'm, you know, part of their group. I think it's important, man. I'm, yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, you're a cool dude. You're, and you're, you've grown to a great man. And I think people do look up to us. And, appreciate what we bring to the table you know it's um the circle is small you know those guys that you mentioned you know i don't really so funny how everything just evolves and friend groups evolve things and we were all part of this massive we all came together for different reasons and your brother or your uh your brother god rest his soul man yeah uh buddy yeah uh the whole family uh jaime and i he was going through, we, we met through a mutual friend and a, a friend of ours. We were, I was going through a divorce and I was all, I moved in with my mom. I, I, you know, it was one of those times where it was the country song, you know, got right there, you know. Okay, that, all that. right. So I was in a completely spaced out place. And then at the same time, I meet this young girl who like blew my mind and I didn't know how to, it was just too much stuff. When in the meantime, we get into the scene. Jaime just lost one of his best friends in a horrible yeah. auto wreck. And he was happened to be one of my great friends and his brother um, and my brother are best friends. Oh, so wow. we were, there's a huge friend group of all the, the Stewarts and the McDowell's and, uh, and your brother was close. So we bonded because we both lost a friend and then, you know, just everything, everything just sort of came together in a perfect storm of all this group of people. And your brother and I became, he's he's my dude man he's my I, we don't have to talk for 10 years i go over there and he's like I'm just a brother we don't yeah. he's just my brother Jane, can, you know, can, I mean, can i tell you 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 keep uh i know who you're talking about you keep calling him my brother uh sorry you're you're on no so, but sorry. but but let me tell you i because i because he he moved in right he moved into our house he lived with with us when i was growing up so he was he was a big part of my childhood and that's how I feel about him. Like, cause, cause he was in our house. He was just another one of us running around. Now I knew he was older and I knew he technically he was my uncle, but like we we're close in age, close ish. And you know, we have kids that are close in age. So, so we always grew up together. Uh, so I, yes. so I always felt like that. Like, yes, I know he's my uncle, but, but, yeah, but I think, I think, that, no, yeah. no, that's funny. I, I think it's funny that you're For saying sure. that because I've, I've always felt that way because, because of yeah. how, how tight we were. He, uh, I have barely any, I'm on Twitter. That's where I, I don't, my Twitter page is, um, we got like six followers and your uncle's one of them, but that's where I, I keep my, like, maybe I don't maybe get my social and political rage maybe goes on that thing, but your <laughs> Jaime happens to be one of the, the guys and he always, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad he's there for me anyway, man. Yeah. yeah I love the kid and, and, uh, his kids are beautiful. You're would be second cousins to you now um gabby dominic yeah yeah i mean there are there are technically our, my cousins yeah yes yeah yeah it's man, uh, all it's this cool. like yeah. all these levels of um these layers of uncles and brothers and everybody tonight i'm, I'm just on like this um i'm in a different level right now that's all right 
That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so I do, you, you know, you, you, uh, you're a music- musician here in Toledo area. You've been doing it for a long time. Um, so, so I want, do want to ask you, how did you decide like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Cause I, cause I know most musicians and my brother-in-law is Jake Paluski. So I ask him a bunch of stuff, you know, and I, know I do most, mates too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most, I know most musicians, uh, do it as a side gig first as they're working, uh, full-time jobs or whatever, and slowly morphs into that. How did you even get started in music to begin with? And I know that was probably forever ago. <laughs> yeah. I never knew. I never, um, it's never a time in my life I can remember where I didn't want to be in music mm-hmm. somehow or other. I don't know. I always dreamed about it since I was young. And, uh, you know, I went to college. I graduated with my degree on my wall. And uh, I had some jobs post-college, all while playing in bands and recording music and stuff and daydreaming about music and sleep dreaming about music and finding a place during those I can't ever get those hours back of all the jobs that I've had to have in the mm-hmm. corporate type of world. And, you know, it just was not me. And, and I realized that's very quickly I went through this divorce uh, a long time ago. And, uh, you know, just like, I'm never going to go work for anybody else again in my life. I'm never going to do that. Be somebody else who I'm not, you know? Yeah. So I just um, started gigging, man. I mean, I've always, played music and bands and stuff but it had to be more of a weekend warrior hobby because i couldn't realize the full desire or wishes and or my own what i feel is my destiny i guess you know um and then i just started uh, hustling gigs you know and working and supported myself and got my own place with my you know by by gigging you know and was still able to facilitate studios and record with the cash that I made for my gigs, my job. So, and, and now I do it, you know, more streamlined and, and, but still massively to take care of my family. Uh, and I have a, I don't have a cheap hobby. My, my main hobby is recording music and I have to record my, I don't have a label, you know, I'm not yeah. self-funded at this point. So I, I have to spend uh, the, the hours studio hours you know and it don't it's it ain't cheap you know and i work with i have four different projects and four different studios that i'm working on right now so it's a constant um you know you can't paint without paint you have to yeah, have it you, yeah. have to, you know it's, a, it's an investment in something that i probably am addicted to but it's what i'm it's what i do i write songs all day in my head i'm a full-time you asked me where it started you know and it just doesn't stop it doesn't turn off i don't have any more of the creative writing blocks it's and i'm not trying to isn't that a, i'm just sharing with you right now i mean a very stuff just keeps coming melodies come easy and words are just words you know you f- edit later just talk and figure it out you're not trying to find the most perfect things clever things anymore to say you know i just write i just do it and i have to do it i'm compelled to do it every day i want to get better right i don't have kids i have my corvettes that i'm going to give to geo someday <laughs> But I don't have, um, so my, my legacy is going to be my songs and my art and my, um, hopefully my good deeds and my, you know, making, impressing somebody that, that I am impressed with, like you, you know, and you'll be impressed with me. That's the means that's, it's a, it's a deep compliment and it, and it, uh, you know, that's all I can, that's all I can keep. That's what keeps me moving every day. And, and, and um, there's always a melody going around in my head, you know, it's so. Is that hard to live your life that way, man? <laughs> just like, oh, I got to write this down or, oh yeah, what are those notes? I mean, it's just part of what life is, you know, like, that's okay. why I keep a pencil with me at all times. You have to <laughs> write down your thoughts and you, know, you have your phone, which I always hum the melodies in or, I, you know, can write an idea in or play a guitar note or play, you know, into my phone and record it like an old doctor. Oh, okay. Know, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. And I have tapes upon tapes of ideas. But now more so because I kind of streamlined in my own where I what I'm trying to say in my every studio that I work in is different aesthetics, production aesthetics, you know. But I'm I know when a song comes in that I I have to take care of it. I have to get I probably have to write some ideas down and 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 wrench on it a little bit, to be fair. That's what has to happen. I think that if you don't, then you're lazy and maybe you're not right for this 
situation. And that you don't mean to say you're lazy, but you can let a lot of stuff go. And I've let too many of those things go by being doing something else as opposed to doing now. I'm like, you know what? This is what we do. You know, the, there's no, the antenna is always up. It's kind of a magical thing. I'm not trying to be hippie-ish or anything, but you know, songs come out of thin air. It's just a, it's a thought. It's an idea. It's a melody. Yeah. You know, we can write a song about anything right now. You know, and it's just like a, and then you can record it, and, and then it's just something. It's not tangible to your hands necessarily, but you can. It's here, and you feel it in your heart, yeah. your soul. So it, it's it's always um, I don't know, man. So so yeah. So so when you're like deciding to make an album um could it be something that you wrote last week also something you wrote last month also something that you wrote five years ago like just all, all into one yeah yeah all of it you know sometimes i do have a couple of things that i'm trying to stay real current in my in with everything and and i can you know to make it to, to be more topical per se and uh social agendas per se okay or, or whatever but I have notebooks, stacks of notebooks that I write in my ideas all the time, you know, and it just, so I, I do what's called mining uh, when I'm writing and I'm, mm. I feel like it's harvest time. You can just tell the songs are coming in and you're like, all your notebooks are open, your pages, you're mad scientist -y kind of, and I write notes upon, I'll write, I'll collect those thoughts and put it down. So there might be something that I wrote down that I thought was interesting two years ago that I forgot about. And I'll go back and look like, Oh, okay. That makes sense for this situation here, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all just collecting. It's like the collectibles on our walls, but you know, we can take these collectibles of lyrical poetic, just something that you might say something I hear you wrong. I might break down. I thought was interesting. Or, sure. Uh, yeah, man, there's lots of new things to think about. Lots of new things, lots of new thoughts, but there's also old stuff that can, you know, it's, you just can re recycle it, I guess. If you yeah. need, you know, your parts department, you go back in and get it. Was there ever a time, and and I might know the answer to this already. Was there ever a time when you were like, you know what? Um, and maybe it was, maybe it was, you know, going through the divorce or breaking up with girlfriends or whatever. But was it? Was there ever a time that said, I'm just not going to do music anymore? Yeah, you get frustrated. I mean, the, I'm not. I talked about the divorce because it was a story. You know, it's not like I think about that anymore. I do parties. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm just I saying, like during that time, maybe, maybe that was a time. You know. Yeah. Focus me the question again, though. Uh, was there a time where you were somewhere in your career you were just like, you know what, I don't want to do music anymore? You go. Everybody goes through their little uh, pouty, petty, preciousness. Uh, periods you know nobody's listening to me anymore you know or you know there's just people have so much going on and to try to get the attention that you think you i put so much work into yep. this thought that i have right here that i wrote my notebook that we just talked about and then i made it a song and a song and i recorded it and i worked on it and then we went to the studio and i put in hours to figure out how to sing that word and and then I made this package and I put it all together. And then I went through all this fonts and I had to find, and then I put it out and I made a video for it. Oh, and six people liked it. You know, it's like. Yes, I feel that same know, way. I feel that same way about this podcast where. People can't, you can't think about that. You, yeah. you can't think about it that deeply. <laughs> they do, they can't, you know, yeah, because it's yeah. not fair to yeah. you. Yeah. You feel the same way about this as far as your podcast. Yeah, like I, I I do uh, a lot of work and, and some social media and, and I get guests that I think people will enjoy and I do all this stuff and then it doesn't get very many downloads, but I got to just got to keep thinking to myself, like I enjoy it. I enjoy doing this and I'm not getting paid to do this right now. This is, this is a hobby of mine, but I get to talk to people that, you know, maybe I've never talked to before, or I've known my entire life like you. Um, but I don't, we've never sat down and talked one-on-one -on -one, you know like all that stuff is cool to me i just gotta remember remember to tell myself like you're doing it for you like you're like it's cool for you and the and those people that tell me when i miss an episode or, or miss a day or for whatever reason when i'm putting one out and it's supposed to be on a thursday and it's not and they text me like hey what happened to your podcast man how come it's not out today then i feel like oh I, like at least there's i know there's people out there that want this you know but ultimately am i happy doing it yes so this is this is for me you know right now and it's I gotta hard man 
it's hard. It's yeah. hard to take every day. It's a, you know, your ego, and it, we're just, we have human emotions. If you yeah. think about that stuff and we want people to be interested in it and you can't force anything on anybody, but um, like you said, you do it for yourself and the old cliche, if you're doing what you love, you're not working, you know, yeah, yeah. but um, I guess it's true to, to an extent in, uh, I know you're not making a million bucks off the podcast, but um, zero know, really, I, it costs me money. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what it's, that's what it cost me to make the stuff I made. Yeah, you know, yeah. Money, but I mean, I couldn't. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be. I don't know if I would be alive. To be honest with you, I don't. If I wouldn't be able to do art and music, you know, not to be dark about it, but in yeah. realistic, I, I don't see. I, I just don't see a, a way out of that. Well, it's it's what just like you said, it what keeps you going you know, and, and, you know, I'm sure if I, if, when I ask that question about what are people nerding out about, I have to put that caveat of like, it can be your job because there is people that really enjoy what they're doing, but, um, and that's keep them going. But, and I'm sure people would answer it if I didn't say it that way, because it means that much to them. Maybe if I didn't tell you like, Hey, it can't be your job. Maybe it is your art. You know, you mentioned your art and those cool little robots you make and you know, your music, maybe, maybe that is what you nerd out about. It but. is what I nerd about in the studio. Yeah. The gig is the gig though. You know, the gig, I got to go to work at night. I got to go got to it. my gig. I have to drive to set up my gear. I have to load my car and I have to make my own little stage, my own kiosk, and I have to make run my own sound, and I have mm. to bring my out to be my own guitar tech. And then I have to entertain, be an entertainer, then I have to get paid via the businessman. And then I have to tear my stuff down and I have to drive home. That's the gig. Mm-hmm. That's the job where you get paid for. Okay. And I love performing and I love doing the gig, but it's also a job, you know, creating music in a studio. That's Peter Pan shit, man. You know, that's like being in really Wonka. That's what that's I'm getting to make, and especially being having some hindsight and understanding perspective now. Uh, what I'm doing, I'm really we're talking about leaving a legacy. I that's what I'm all about now. I want to, I'm so hungry to put stuff out, but it, uh, I'm losing, I'm rambling here, losing focus and everything. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> that's the, the point is about being the peter pan in the studio you know you're yeah. i was talking about how you you know you, you have some perspective so i get to make i'm trying to make records like my heroes now with perspective you know before there was all i feel more hungry than i ever have but before yeah. there was innocence in that rock and roll too you know i didn't know now i kind of know some things so i can dial it in to best suit my aesthetic and what i'm trying to get across is in the song you know uh um and it's it's got to be because because you you talk about the gig you know that that is i don't want to call it like the worst part of it but that's the that's you said that's your job that's the job part of it um but you know like uh you can't have that other stuff like without that part it, it, it oh. right you had to <laughs> You know, unless you unless you got a big bank account that I don't know about somewhere, you know, you gotta pay the bills, you know. Yeah. I gotta take care of, I gotta take care of my household. Yeah, yeah. You know, um but but I love to play. You know, I get you know, you have to go and you have to leave your house. You still you, you still have to leave your family to go to your job, you know. Yeah. So there's certain things about that. And then also when I'm gigging a lot, you're you're put into the belly of the beast a lot, man. You know, there's old demons that I run away from, you know. I've re- I didn't quit drinking but i quit i put jameson up on a uh in the retirement category you know <laughs> but there's you know you have to you're going to the belly of the beast with those kind of things and um you know and then you're you're with people out there that are drinking you know so it's like you, there's always something going on you know yeah. i don't know man it's um, but i love to but at the end of the day i'm sitting up there playing my guitar like, yep okay <laughs> <laughs> I I get to play my new songs. I get to practice yeah. my new songs. And, you know, at, I, when I'm there, I love to be with people anyway. You know, mm-hmm. so there's, there's days where we all have shit days, you know. But for the most part, it, I like being in the trenches with the, the bartenders and the waiters and the managers and with the people that are out to have a good time. I, you know, I enjoy being in that, that yeah. world. Well, what is some of your favorite places to go play music? I don't know it's all just different you know <laughs> it's just different situations call in different moods you know okay. for different 
So I like in the summertime, you know, when that's kind of where you are the squirrel and you're collecting all your the, the nuts for the, the winter, you know, you're, you make your money and people are very generous and they love to relax and like on the islands where we live in this area around here, around the Great Lakes, you know, with, yeah. we have Catawba Island and Putin Bay and, uh, I play a lot around Catawba Island and Sandusky and, and areas and, um, it's relaxed. It's laid back. People yeah. really are there to have a good time. They're not there to be in, they're not there to, they're there to leave all this stuff behind a little bit and to get a little bit of breath. And I think that, um, and they tell me this stuff. I, mm-hmm. And so, and it makes me, and I like to get out of town. I like to take a drive and it clears my head too. And a lot of these gigs are outside. So you're less cramped in the four walls of, you know, the old 10 of the morning to two gigs, pre COVID stuff, you know, all those yeah. old days. I, I remember, <laughs> I, spe- I specifically remember you at Doc Watson's. Dude, they retired my boots. I had an old pair of boots that they. Oh, really? Retired. Yeah. If you go there, in front of where the stage used to be, there's an old pair of boots that were mine. Because I told Charlie, the owner, I'm like, dude, I, I've walked, three hundred million miles in these, you know, on, at least a thousand miles on the floor with those boots in there. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I played there a lot. Yeah. Um, we used to live. We used to live down the street from there. And, uh, and we, when we would go out to dinner, sometimes we'd go there and we'd check out the calendar because they used to give you the placemats with the calendar and who's going to be there. And I remember like, look, always looking for your name to see when you're going to be there. Cause for us at the time, um, we didn't have any kids, you know, so, you know, we could go out and do that kind of stuff. And, but, but it was also cool to like, uh, and I still think it's really cool just to see like somebody's name I know on, on something seemingly, uh, important, you know, like, oh, I know that guy. Or, you know, seeing, seeing uh, our last name, my last name places, like we went to, Lillian had a baton turn, uh, competition and her little name on this sheet of a bunch of names. And, and it just like makes me feel, feel something like, like I know that person, so I'm important too, or something. I don't know. It just, it's really no, cool. It's, yeah. and it's, it's all great. You know, like, I know that I know this, I know him. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. And then seeing your name for like your little one, getting to see that, you know, that's, that's rock and roll. It's, yeah, it's, man. That's something, ain't it? Yeah. It never gets yeah. old. Like having a microphone in my, you know, I, I get to sing in a microphone, but you have your mic right there that you yeah. have all set up and dialed in, and uh, uh, you know, that doesn't get old. Mm-hmm. Check one, it don't get old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's what I'm learning, and and I don't know if you, you, you knew or you paid attention, but when I was younger, uh, and I've said it here on the podcast before, but I was super shy. Like I never want to talk to people especially strangers. When I was in high school, you know, I had my group of friends and I didn't stray from that. And I can't imagine like telling myself when I'm 16 or 17, like, Hey, you're going to talk to people all the time. You're going to be a football coach. You're going to talk to kids. You're going to guide them. You're going to, you know, be a supervisor of a Metro park and have to run a park. Like all this stuff. I would be like, no, I I don't want anything to do with that right now. Me, Yeah. (laughs) No, I know, man. Um, Who'd have thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you evolve and you find things you like and, you know, and, and it takes you wherever it takes you, you know, just, you got to learn, you got to learn, you know, what, what you like and what you're good at. And, and maybe it's something you have to practice because you like it that much, but you're not very good at it. It's hard to be human and we have to talk to people and be our best, you know, and try to make a good impression and everything. It's might be having a shitty day or whatever, you know, and you're not always there sometimes you're maybe you're you always got some stuff on your mind. So it's, we have to be cognizant of, being a good person all the time and are you able because because i mean you play music a lot and i'm sure some of those days like you said are, are, are shitty days and and are you able just to go up there and be like yup well i guess i gotta fake it today or or are you just deciding well like you said i'm just gonna play all those country songs that i wrote you know i never do that i'm never like sad sack yeah i don't do it that way i'm not okay. i don't ever pity myself it's i don't do that it's sure okay not, not about that it's, it's more like uh it's more like i just feel like if you're dark or your body, if you're not feeling good or if you're hungover, is that stuff, you know, whatever you're dark in your head or you just had a bad night or you're having a bad time with your woman, mm-hmm. you know, or something's your something's pro some problems going on a family problem, whatever. There's a million things that come at you all the time, you know, then yeah, it can affect your performance. I would say, yeah. but I, you don't try to project that. You just, maybe it's just less of a projection. Maybe you, and I better get like a Mountain Dew or something, you know, to get it together here a little bit more. So it's, 
you, you try not to let that show. The show must go on, as they say. And typically, in most places, when I'm playing is when I feel the best, no matter okay. what. For some odd reason, I could feel physically good. Unless it's in like if you're sick and you're trying to grunt out words, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't. You know, if you're got, if you're not. But if you're. <sighs> I don't know, man. You, you just have to get through it. Sometimes. Sure. Yeah. When you were growing up and and hanging out, you know, with with my uncle and all your friends and stuff, did you find it easy to, or did you have some, one of those guys that you could talk to when you were like really down about something, or just like you really really need to talk to someone? Because I know sometimes you can have a bunch of friends that are really good friends, but there's only one or two, maybe or maybe all of them, you know. But sometimes there's only those one or two that you can tell anything to and and it just makes you feel a lot better i think that's why your uncle was so important to me because we met at a time where i completely changed this person and that was when i first started really opening it up and discovering that my mind got blown so i you know thought one way for so long and then this group of friends that we all had that's how we got so deep into each other because we we talked our we just talked we talked and we talked and we hung out and everything we, we, we went deep with it. You know, that's how we became so close. And, uh, it was a unique time for, for a lot of reasons, you know, and, um, I don't know. It's, it's important to have outlets and it's important. I know when I'm, you know, I live in a household with, you know, with Kendra and, and my, um, soon to be 17 year old stepdaughter. So I'm always with girl energy here in the house, you know, and stuff and, and my fish, but, uh, you know, when I get around my, my guys, I can tell like, I, you know, I'm d- dorking on or nerding out cause I needed to, you know, have a release or something, you know, so sure. there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to have that. And, and I have, I have friends who, cause I'd much rather talk on the phone than like text somebody. And I have friends, yeah, I, I have friends that, that I'll text because that's the nature of, of, of how we communicate, you know, but getting one right now, I don't know if you can see that. No, I can't. <laughs> um, but, but I have friends that I know I can call and, you know, and just like, it's, it's, it's not weird or, Hey, Lorenzo's calling me. It must be an emergency, you know, because I, that's what I do. That's how I communicate with them. It's so much easier. Yeah, and, and, and I even do it at work. And I know there's some people are like, you, you could have just sent an email, you know, but I'd much uh, rather communicate that way. You know, no, it's, I'm the it's, same. I'm with you on that, man. Yeah so much there's so much you can read and just little things and texting and commenting is just not usually cool you know it's so many ways to misread things you and i talking right now you know we can't misread each other you know yeah. we can just talk figure it out you know but yeah, it, yeah you can talk to your old you call one of your old boys on the phone you know and you just get back into it you know or, yeah. or an old girlfriend you know friend girl whatever you and your old friends that are women <laughs> Yeah, you have to watch what you say these days. You never know what's going on. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, man, it's nice to be able to just to get with back with your old. You don't see them anymore. Things move on. Everybody has life situations. We were talking about earlier how things just kind of go. And, and, you know, the, your old friends, your friends become old friends. Then and you don't see them. Maybe the next thing you know is 10 years gone by. Yeah. You don't know. who That was an old section of your life, an old photograph. But when you do connect, that's great. Yeah. That's really cool because you both know that you survived some shit, you know, and then when you reconnect, you can get back at it and hopefully you've both grown together. <laughs> you know, you're not mm-hmm. in your 20s, 30s or your 20s anymore. So you're yeah. probably, have, um, you probably have some meat on your bones now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I made a, I made a point this, well, I planned it la- last year. We started last June, but we planned a trip for, I think I invited like 13 or 14 guys. We went to high school. Uh, we're all friends in high school and ended up being nine of us that can go, but we're all going to spend a long weekend together in Austin. Um, nice. But it's something that, I mean, you don't get to do that kind of stuff, you know, and there's families and there's jobs and there's, you know, so it's cool that there's nine of us that are able to get together and just, I know it's just going to be like, Hey, remember this time, you know, but it's cool. You know, you, you don't get to do that stuff. And, and just like you're saying, it, it's important to be able to have all that and to be able to, to, you know, just like you, you know, you have a bunch of girl energy to be able to get out and, and do something else and be a part of different environments. Cause it's just going to make you a better person. 
and your friends are that know you're old school can take the piss out of you, you know. It's like <laughs> <laughs> your preciousness gets and all that stuff is checked at the door, you know what I mean? You go into it. And you're yeah, because well, yeah, you feel like, hey, I'm this important person at my job, and, and now this guy's just shitting on me. <laughs> yeah, man. But she wouldn't have it the end of the way because that's your mate, yeah. you know. You, you take your right. chin. <laughs> um I, I would do want to get back to your music because I uh I why well, I want to promote it. I want to I want people to be able to find you and, and do all that stuff. Um and I think it's interesting because like I said, I've never really talked to you about music. That that was never my my thing. Like I, I enjoyed listening to music and all the all the music I still listen to was from when I was in high school, um, uh, which I probably happens to a lot of people, but um did you have certain people like, Hey, when I'm playing music, uh, probably when you first started to like, these are the people that I'm trying to emulate, or these are the people that I want to sound like. Yeah. I mean, you know, of, of course, you know, there's been, you know, the earliest from, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and Zeppelin and BB King and then you get into high school and MTV came out when I was 10 years old, man. Oh. And, you know, you're seeing all these, you wanted to be a rock star, you know, so all those influences happen. And now, like what I was saying earlier about getting to, to be in a studio and, and trying to apply some of the stuff that you've learned through the years, you get to use, man, that one song that I was, when I was 10 years old is now I'm, I'm get to use that influence now and, and put it into my own music, you know, so um, that stuff comes around hard. I, I bet there's uh, something like, Oh, uh, you think of a song that you listen to, you're like, oh, yeah, when was that? Then you figure it out, like, wait, that was 30 years ago? Dude, yeah, classic <laughs> rock is, you know, <laughs> classic rock is like, you know, it's not uh, Elvis anymore, you know, no. now it's Pearl Jam, it's classic rock, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, I don't know, something else. Now, now maybe, uh, maybe there's someone who's listening to music now and they say, oh, I like Jeff Stewart. I want to sound like Jeff Stewart. I hope so. I think there's a couple guys around that play some of my songs. I hope they don't need to song like I. I like when guys they sound like them, but they can maybe use the when they sing my songs. I like to hear that. That's a great honor. Um, you know, I think what happens is you try to sing like somebody, or you try to emulate somebody, or you try to be like your heroes, and you're just gonna fail. You're never gonna be like them. It's, that, that's what makes them unique, you know. Yeah. So what what you have to do is you have to get an understanding that this is what you have to work with. So you better start like, I used to hate my voice and now I understand it, what it for what it is as an instrument. So I, you know, I've developed my own style, something that I am comfortable with taking out of my toolkit and go to the microphone and I can deliver my songs with my voice. So I think you emulate and you garner all this information and you take it all in uh, from every, you know, all these factors of music coming in at, at you all from different areas and, um, it can't help but infiltrate your style. Yeah. Well, that that happened. That happens a lot when I, I used to do stand up comedy, and that happened a lot there. Like you could, when people first started, you could tell like who their favorite comedians were. Uh, not only yeah. how they sounded, but how they wrote. You know, and it. But it's you. Like you said, you can't help it. Right. This guy's been listening to an awful lot of Bob Dylan this week. I can tell. You know, exactly. <laughs> or yeah, man. I mean, for sure. You know, there's. Um, there's the guy that's running lines like Mitch Hedberg, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, you said earlier about being shy. You went into stand up comedy. That's completely 180 from I know. a shy. You know? I know. I know. I, I, uh, it's a weird thing. People used to ask me, like, do you get nervous? I go, yeah, I get nervous all the time. It's, but as soon as I go up there, then it's, I, it goes away for whatever reason. It, it goes away because I know what I want to say. And the same thing when I give speeches, I, I, I gave speech, I give speeches, you know, uh, Saturday mornings when I'm talking to the JV football team, or I talked, uh, at a, a, a teacher work day at Perrysburg. I talked to a bunch of Perrysburg teachers and I gave, I, I talked for an hour, you know, and, and, but it's, if you know the material, then it's less nerve wracking, you know, it's still nervous all the time, but it's less because, you know, I know what I'm talking about. So yeah. that, yes. So I, but I you think, the nerve, say it again, they didn't there because you suck you're there because you're good you know yes yeah yeah and why well, you know, i appreciate it yeah yeah it's um if if you're if you're comfortable 
with what you're doing uh, and understand that this is what I want to do and this makes me happy and I'm trying to make other people feel the way I feel, then then the nervousness helps in that way too. Like, hey, I'm going to be nervous, but it's preparing me. It, it, in order for me to not be nervous, I got, I got to prepare myself to do a good job. It's funny. I'm sitting here I'm fumbling with words and stuff and, you know, and I'm, you lose track and, you know, you're, there's just so many thoughts coming in and out and just trying to focus an answer and then think of an answer that's interesting or at least true, you know, and conversational. And then, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to focus at all. You know, and I'm forgetting what I'm talking about already, you know, but. Um, Ain't there, isn't there something you could, you could the do, point. right? You could do to harness all that and funnel it out. Yes. The nervousness is kills you. It's anxiety and it, it yeah. doubles up and you start thinking about it. I'm sitting there thinking about it and then it just gets you in this loophole about it. But what happens for me is I suck at talking. Like it's hard for me. You know, this is, that's, this is, it's easy for me to write because I can really get it down to edit. And, and, but when I'm on stage, like you were saying, when I go on stage, I go there to do my thing. And then I get to deliver. I'm not talking. I'm not rambling up there on stage and to the microphone like I am to you right now. Yeah. With thoughts going crazy. And, you know, and I'm focused. I have my verse to sing. I have the story to tell. So it's, I'm very focused up there. So when I get on stage, all that goes away. Mm -hmm. And then I'm doing my job. And I know that I'm there for a reason. Like I just said to you, you're not there because you suck. You're up there doing your job. And there's when I can focus. And that's when I feel my most confident, you know, talking like this, I'm still nervous. I'm still shaky talking, you know, because it's not natural talking about things that we have to think on the fly. We have to, <laughs> it, it, but it's, but it's real, right? It's, it's, it's real. It's totally this, real. Yeah, this is, yeah. And, and this is, you know, and it, it doesn't happen a lot now. And, and one of my favorite guests um, I like to have on here, um, I'll talk to high school students. Like I enjoy talking to high school students because they don't have these conversations ever, right? They, they never sit down with someone and just talk. Uh, they like to talk about themselves, you know, but, uh, and I think all people like to talk about themselves. They just don't know it. Um, there's, there's, there's degrees of how no, much I, I like what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I like talking to them because it gives them an opportunity to practice, and they don't, and I don't tell them like, Hey, come on the podcast so you can practice talking to people, you know, but they, and they don't know it. So, but it's a good skill to have. And I know, and it helps me too. Right. I is the more people I can talk to, the more I can develop interview skills or develop talking to different kinds of people. Dude, um, it just helps. You could know? you imagine though, if it, could you imagine dude, if instead of like in, you have to wait to get to a college, a senior level college class to start learning about interpersonal communication. <laughs> Why don't they start teaching that in like fifth grade? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let's be adults. As it, let's get let's get to the real stuff. You know. Yeah, and and that's what you know. Eventually, this this podcast is a lot of um, I don't want to say like it's like surface level stuff, right? It's it's well, how do you do your thing, and what are you nerdy about? How'd you get there? All that kind of stuff, you know. But I do like and like you. There's certain guests that open up more and talk more about things and and eventually that's what i want it to be like i want people to come on here and be able to talk about whatever they want and not everyone's comfortable with that but but hopefully in the future people understand what this podcast is and yes there's there's funny things and there's cool stories and all that stuff but let's let's get in deeper and 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 you know that doesn't happen in, in the in an hour episode all the time but sometimes it does and, and those are the ones i really enjoy like where we where it's just deeper stuff right i, I do i want to know all that stuff how how you got where you are and why you do what you do all that's interesting you know to, to me and to people who have no idea who who i'm interviewing you know but but also uh let's learn about other things you know we all have to live our lives and you know you i can't say don't do this don't do that you yeah. know, you know, sure okay you we're all going to do our own make our stakes and then we'll We'll understand what that person was trying to tell you in our own ways you know, but uh, yeah it's 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 okay to listen it's okay to listen and um you know but we're just we're not always that sharp to 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 follow through on the listening skills you know <laughs> yeah it's, uh, always, it's hard it's hard it is hard man it's at, better at, it's better when you go ahead no i said everybody's uh 
always they're not listening they're always just waiting to talk back i was just talking to my about that last night it, somebody and uh it's very exhausting and you can't get you know i just noticed myself you know jumping on you a couple of times I'm like no it's fine <laughs> but that's what happens in your life when you're you know if that's but you have those people that do that you know and they're like uh it's okay we're gonna we're gonna get to everything and we're everybody's okay. excitable but yes. it's okay that, you know uh, but uh, i don't know man communication is is it a dying art it, you know is this picking up the phone we don't have you know what is it now is it just going to be text and yeah. checking our name in a box as opposed to writing it down you know having these kind of intimate moments you know uh with somebody that you you know, I could talk to you for 10 more hours here, you know, sure, yeah. like it's, that's not boring to me. It's just, it's nice to get it out of your chest. It's nice to, you know, spend time being isolated a lot. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. with my own art and with my music and with my um, melodies and with my arrangements. I'm with my paintings. I'm in front of a, pa- a canvas often Yeah, paint, painting many things, you know, to over and over to get what I need. Um, do, do you think your your nervousness of just having a conversation now is knowing that it's going to be recorded or is it is this how you are in general and so i am in general i'm probably just a little try spastic that's why i always carry things <laughs> like, you know but i think at the same time i think i'm over the the beginning nervousness of finding out what to say now it's more like just keep it on track dude you're you know don't you veer off and the next thing you know you're like what, what was the focus in your well, well that's that's my job right that's that's what i always tell people i love the veering off because i've learned um through conversations that if i if i a- ask a question the person's answering it and then they're done and i give a little bit an extra second of uncomfortable silence they'll continue to talk more and say something else or something that <laughs> they probably weren't intended on saying so i i learned these things uh, where's the pause at where's the pause uh so so i'll ask them the question they answer it uh and they think they think they're done and i'm satisfied with the answer and i'll just i'll look at them and and i'll wait before i ask another question and then that pause tri- that? triggers them have you used it on me this so far today have you used yeah. that trick oh yeah you? yeah it's it's a cool thing and i do it in and at work i do it i you know it's it's to a point now where it's just second nature i don't intend on doing it um but i get more information that way people people like to talk right people like to talk about themselves um so if i give if i give them that little inch they're gonna take a mile and and say like i said say stuff that maybe they didn't intend on saying you know i had i had someone at work, uh, I had just started. I was probably at the, with the Metro Parks for I don't know three four months, and I was talking to uh, a higher up person, and I wanted to do this cool thing at uh, the park I was at because uh, I saw a group of people who, uh, growing up with my brother and my mom, I know what addicts uh, tend to look like. Right, I'm not gonna blanket everybody, but I know what they tend to look like, and that's what this group was. It was recovering people. Uh, people that were, you know, had tattoos and looked a certain way. And, and there was a group there at the park, at the park I worked at. And a lady came up to me and said, um, I don't want to go over there. I, without my husband, I feel, you know, I feel worried or, or I don't know what they're going to do. And I told her, I said, well, it looks like they're just having a cookout. They're throwing a football around. I, I don't think you have any worry, need to worry. Right. So, so I just went over there and talked to him and talked to him about my mom and my brother and, and all this stuff. And then I, you know, I left, uh, but it got me thinking like, why can't we, I wanted to start a program where we could rent, have this group rent the facility. Cause they didn't rent it. They were just there. So that way they, they're free. Like, Hey, we're welcoming them into the park and they can have this park. So I, anyway, to get back to what I was talking about, I was talking to, to this woman about this and I explained to her how my brother passed away from a drug overdose and we were talking and she was talking a little bit. And that's where that came in, where I paused, I didn't say another thing. And then she ended up telling me that, that her son passed away from a drug overdose. And she told me, she goes, I don't, I don't tell a lot of people that, you know, but, but just listening and waiting and wanting to know the full story, like people, people will tell you things because they also want 
that kind of stuff off their chest, right? They want stuff to be out there so they feel better and not holding it all inside. Sometimes even talking about it keeps that person alive in their own yeah. way, you know? It's, yeah. it's easy to just shy away from it, but to face it, you know, it's it's, it's real life, man. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's the hardest things that we have to deal with and we will I, deal with. Yeah, I just, I talked about my brother today. We, we I had to take a training on, um, I have a CDL, so I had to take a CDL drug and alcohol training and they go they, they basically just it's like a big advertisement for drugs it was it was kind of crazy um but i i she asked certain questions or something i ended up talking to my brother you know so so that stuff pops up but i i also want people to know like hey that's out there right that that thing happens to a lot of people and it's happening to someone you work with you know and and just get it out there and like you said like it's i don't think about my brother often but when i do i like to make note Indeed. And, you know, and your brother wasn't defined by that anyway. That was no, no. part of what, you know, he, that's just part of, part of the situation, the makeup, but, you know, we don't have to always, uh, I don't know. We're the, the people that were at the park where they, um, my first thought was when they were up there shooting up in a place oh, no, no, they, no, no. They were, as recovery, they were recovery. So yep. probably absolutely harmless. And in terms of the, uh, the beauty to have an outdoor space free from free from the darkness that they had going into them and they're out in a beautiful Metro park, hopefully to be able to be with people to understand and, uh, and have some kind of post sanity from that yeah. stuff. So Metro parks are beautiful. I'm a very big fan of them. And, um, yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite one? Um, or when it's near to you? Well, the, you know, the new ones are great. The downtown, yeah. the new glass yeah. city. That's, I love the new views and uh, the middle grounds is super cool. Um, love going out to, um, you know, is like Oak Openings mm -hmm. and Ottawa Park, our city parks, you know, and um, I mean, there's, there, and there, the stuff that's going on, the tree houses and the walkways yeah. and the the new views I tell it's you, cool the, man yeah hiking uh, around it's great now yes yeah the uh what we got going on downtown in the next 10 years is it's going to be amazing we're, we're going to change the river it's going to be awesome there's glass city phase phase two is building getting built right now and there's a bunch of cool stuff uh involved in that i'm, I'm in the east region so I, i'm in charge of pearson and howard marsh but the supervisor i share an office with is in charge of glass city so i'm i, I get to be like see it right i get to go down there and see things happening and getting things awesome. getting built and stuff it's pretty cool it's pretty cool and same at your your beautiful place over there the hard marsh all that new stuff that's mm -hmm. really that's really special man yeah it's, it, really, it's all right there by our water we have all this we have a very unique area of the world you know somebody was telling me one of our natural resources guys was telling me when howard marsh got before howard marsh got built there was this i don't know what kind of bird it was but there was uh like this bird was severely endangered and there was like one nesting pair in all of Ohio. Um, and we opened Howard Marsh and they found three pairs of these, of these birds at Howard Marsh. Whoa. Uh, and just by like changing things back to how they used to be like brings, bring things back. And, and now with uh, bird watching Howard Marsh, it gets flooded. We have to get porta potties out there cause it gets flooded with bird watchers and that, that's is coming up right now. It's cool, man. You know, I used to think that was nerdy, you know, watching yeah. birds. I love it now, man. It's cool. <laughs> we have a lot of birds in our area to watch. And when you go out there, it's, um, remember when it was called Crane Creek? Do you remember yes. that? Yeah. I have a, <laughs> a quick story, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, man, my dad took us out when we were kids. My mom and dad were divorced and we were probably like, I was probably nine or 10, my brother year and a half, year and a half apart. And then little one, yep. we were all little kids. My dad takes us out to Crane Creek, just something to do. You know, he had us for the weekend, you know, and we went, it was a really windy and kind of like blustery day. And there was a lot of people out there. The waves were big, people watching the waves and people were kind of standing in the, um, they had all these division, division walls, like break walls going around okay. contain some of the, um, from the erosion and stuff so anyway they try to control some of the the way the water is coming 
But what happened was these waves were coming in. It was super windy, you know, and we were, my dad just like, okay, let's, it's blowing wind and the waves are going. My dad's like, let's stay right here up to your ankles or up to your shins, you know? Yeah. And so we, right on the shoreline, these waves were coming up, just crashing. So I turn around and I look and I, I hear my brother Steve yell, like yell something. I look and he, I see the top of his head underwater. He's flowing over by one of those break walls, which by the break wall, if you, and the inside, oh. then it, and it's like a washing machine there. Yeah. You know, just curling and going in and out. And uh, he gets caught in it. My brother Mark tries to go save him. He gets caught in it. Oh. So I'm going over there, not knowing what to do, getting into it. And I get into this world of underwater swirling world at the same time, trying to grab onto the wall, trying to keep my head about me, you know, as a young person and i grew i find uh i couldn't get steve steve was going out to the out uh it, it, he was going out past to where the break wall goes out into the, the water to the lake yeah my brother mark i can only try to grab him i grab a put my finger through this little hole in the wall the metal wall and i grabbed my brother mark i hung on we both got to the wall and climbed over somehow there was people on the other side seeing all these people that were getting caught in this vortex of water undercurrent they were on the other side of this island and grabbing up the people that were that were getting sucked out they got uh, my they got my brother my dad to this day we get out he's got his three sons sitting there on the beach you know all in tears like freaked out yeah pelted with sand all soaking wet and it's windy and blowing my dad to this day says he one of his biggest things was he thought he was going to go have to go home and tell his our, my mom that all three kids died in a wow. freaking crane creek you know the the, the the crane creek incident so but anyway we survived that was that was the first uh you don't want to drown i i learned that you don't want to drown that suck experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> we always got crane creek though you know and the birds oh i i i am not a fan of water um we never had a pool well we had a pool for a little bit growing up but never been a fan um when I first came to the Metro parks, I worked at Providence Metro park right by the river and the dam there. And right. that terrified me a little bit, you know, really? but I just, I, I'm just not a huge, huge fan. I just, I didn't grow up around it. We never went fishing. We never did any of that stuff. It's just, I don't know. Andrea's parents have a boat. My wife has a boat or her parents do. So they'll go. Um, a lot of times I won't go just because I know they like to go upstream on the river and then just float. And I get, I get sick. Like I, I can't even do it. So they like, so when I go, they just, they move around and I know that's not really what they want to do. So I don't, I tend, right. I don't tend not to, uh, I tend not to go, but my kids love it. And if they, they can learn, they learn how to swim and all that stuff. So I, uh, I suck your battle. You, yeah, we'll, we'll survive. We'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your battles. Um, all right, Jeff, that, uh, uh, that's that was awesome, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, like I said, you you we've I've known you for a long time. Um, I know uh, I know you mean a lot to my uncle. You mean a lot to me too. It's it was just cool. Like I said, when I saw your name on the paper, it's cool to see you. Like I know that guy. Or when I would go to docks or go to a place, you know, you always made a point. Like when I saw you in wave, you made a point to wave back and say hello, and that means a lot too. Like you know, you don't big time anybody, Jeff. And, uh, and I don't think that would ever be you, no matter how, uh, important you, you get, um, you're always gonna, you always be humble and you always recognize people, you know, and, and I always appreciate that. Cause I know people there are there to see you most times and for you to take your time, be like, Hey, how's it going? You know, that's, it's a, it's a cool thing. And, and for very, you to be on here. So you're very sweet and appreciate you. And you're sweet. I, and I, um, you know your mom and dad for a long time too from the outside yeah. so you're, you're a product of their sweetness too so yeah well yeah. Uh, uh again I, I appreciate it jeff um coming on here Be before we go your your music and everything they can find on spotify i'm right i was just looking it up i thought that's what i saw yeah um is there a be is there a better way that people can well right now yes there's i have three albums and some various things on spotify so i encourage you to look at spotify and okay. then but more importantly right now with all these songs i've been working on we've been making videos all, a lot of the current stuff yes. it's getting put to spotify but right now you can find that uh, jeff stewart put in toledo jeff stewart toledo and then i have my own um youtube page but all these videos will pop up and you can get a get a glimpse of um a lot of the new stuff i've been doing 
Okay, great. I'll uh, I'll make sure to direct people there. I'll put it in links in the show notes so people know where to go. But um, I uh, again, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Thanks, Lo. It's great to talk to you. And love to your family and your wife and all that stuff. And I'll talk to you. All right, Jeff. Thank you. Cheers, man. Thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcatchers on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is nerdballpodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email we'll be happy to get back to you thanks to real jp multimedia cuttlefish graphics perrysburg junior high stem lab and big daddy graphics for helping out the podcast thanks for listening we'll see you next time <laughs>